This episode of Verbal Tap brought to you by NogiBJJGear.com. Use the promotional code VerbalTap15 to get 15% off of your order. Do it! Raph, I don't know why <laughs> Stephen A. Smith chimed in in a, I don't know, I want, I want to call it like a somewhat anti-feminist and then somewhat feminist statement with a lot of repeat verbiage, which means it's time for Verbal Tap to show that proves fighting easier from outside the cage, though less so today. I am your host, Kevin, with me, of course, Raph Esparza. Raph, how are you doing before we get to outside the cage news? I'm fine. I have to ask. What sport do you most associate Stephen A. Smith with? Uh, yelling at Max Kellerman. Is that a sport? I, I don't think that's a sport yet. Basketball? I know that the IOC has been weighing it. Okay, good. Now, what are the rules as per the Ten Commandments of this podcast? That we will talk about NBA stories when they drift into MMA. It's always been I the mean, rule. The byline is more so you're responsible for these things. Oh, I am responsible for the Laker championships. No, he falls into your territory. No. And your territory is rough right now because, Kevin, I don't mind when he gets on there and everybody knows what he's trying to do when he's rabbling some rousing out that way. This is completely stupid. And yes, I am glad we are uh, going to start the show off with this. Relatively, it's a quiet week, but it got me thinking and it made me realize we should be able to tell people, listen, you don't have to say things about sports. You don't necessarily know. It is not contractually bound that you need to talk about the UFC or women's involvement in mixed martial arts. So, Kevin, you kind of read the statement off air very quickly. Uh, not enough time to really process it. The first impression that comes to mind when you heard or read what he did. What was the prompt? Because I get why he has to have an opinion. That's what he gets paid to do. He gets paid really well to do it, though. I would like to take this moment to announce to ESPN. Rap and I are available, funnier and slightly saucier than your current lineup. Not to be rude to those vanilla Sunday of sports debaters. His job, in essence, is to give some introspect into that type of thing. Do you want to know what they were talking about? Can I just interrupt with, I've, I'm reading some of it. It was from Larry Wilmore's Black on the Air, and Larry Wilmore is effing amazing. He is just great. We've talked about his podcast before. Oddly enough, this is a different context. So you wonder what would they have been talking about that led him down this path? Mm-hmm. It was essentially um, the Marlins hiring a woman in the front office and talking about more of that. <laughs> How the f- does it go from that to I don't want to see him fighting in the cage? It's like, I think you might have crossed boundaries. We weren't going to make any of the lady GMs fight any other GMs in any context. But my initial thoughts were this all checks out. He said some weird stuff at MMA fights because he kind of reacts viscerally. Even though mm-hmm. in his own statement, which we will paraphrase and read here. I'm staring at some, some of it out of our... Of course, it's already been snipped. 
and is out there. It'll be interesting to see if he comes on the Bill Simmons podcast in the coming weeks. I bet he does to talk about this because they've had a few of these moments um, dating back to Jackie McMullen. Now I'm really getting into some NBA deep dive stuff. Doesn't have the context here unless we see him in the week, in which case I'll brag about it on the next podcast. This made sense to you, right, with Stephen A.? Anytime he starts talking about UFC, it's dangerous ground. I do this, which is I am not actively seeking out articles about him. However, sometimes I understand if our community gets a little excited about things. And this is one of those things that I kind of understand where I say, yeah, no, he is trying to get a reaction out of us. The unfortunate side about the statement he was making on this show is it sounded like he was making some free associations. And then when he dug himself in deep, didn't say, you know what? Now that I think about it, I don't think that makes any sense. Here's what I actually mean. No, no. This was full steam ahead. Stephen A. Smith. So I have some good news for you, though, Kevin. Before we get to the actual read of the statement, because context does matter. And wow. Is there no better context than Marlins, females, females, MMA, MMA, females? Wrong. Kim. But here's the context. Yeah. Mm. So you may have seen yesterday that LeBron was accosted by a woman in the first row of the NBA, who was watching in Georgia, right? You saw that in Atlanta, right? Yes. His argument with um, courtside Karens, as they've now been so dubbed by the king. Your favorite it's so player. so funny, and I have to give him a... Well, my best friend, please. It's more than just my favorite player. I would tell you, though, Kevin, the worst part about her is that today there was a deep conversation with Stephen A. Smith and Max, who commented on this and said, do fans sometimes go too far? And Stephen A himself said, you know what? I agree with the King surprise in that fans should be able to heckle, but respectfully and not without, you know, the curses and just all those things. They should just be able to get up there and give a piece of their mind because that is something we have sorely been missing in this sport. I don't mind it. I get hecklers sometimes. He said, and, you know, I don't mind it as long as it's respectful. So, Kevin, what I don't think he understood is, in today's context, he just gave us permission to tear him to shit. And I have very bad news for him. I curse a lot, and you do too. So, with that being said, please, if you wouldn't mind, give us a little bit of the read of what it was he was trying to articulate on the podcast. This brought to you by xmarshall.com, where if you enter in verbal tab 15, they support everyone fighting. Men, women, they have some really badass ladies that they sponsor uh, because, you know, they should. The fights are fantastic. You know what? I'm going to go right to the read. xmarshall.com. Stephen A. Smith talking to, again, Larry Wilmore, and I really might have to tune in and find out Larry Wilmore's thoughts, especially as he sees... What happens? Because he's aware. First of all, I love it. I think there's an awful lot of women that are incredibly qualified to do the jobs that they are doing, he said. Where I jump off the bandwagon is when they try to engage physically. For example, I don't ever want to see a woman boxing a man. I don't want to see that. 
I don't want to see a woman in the UFC fighting a man, even though there are some women okay. out there that'll Stop. kick a dude's butt. We get let's, all that. Let's pause right here. Pause. Let's pause right at this moment. Kevin, how many fights between men and women have taken place in the UFC? Oh, zero. I thought you okay. were going to stop between men and women. I was gonna be like, did you used to watch cops? Bad boys. Bad boys. What you going to do? What you going to What is coming for him? Fight. Duck Tony. Duck. Yeah. The best is I really appreciated the criminals that would throw their wives into the cops because I said, damn, that's cold for a number of reasons. But Human Shield is still one of the number one moments of all time if you're going to be a criminal as really evidenced by the cult classic mcgruber in which ryan philby was put in front of mcgruber and mcgruber looks at him and he goes hey man good job out there he goes oh man it's so good that you knew i was wearing a bulletproof vest and mcgruber goes yup mm-hmm. i did so in that respect kevin I know it's quick to stop you on the read because there is a bit there, but we're getting into a not realistic scenario. So in the past we've said, Hey, maybe you should do some research. Does not look like he really has on our sport. Continue please. When I think about pugilistic sports, I don't like seeing women involved in all that. I just don't like it. I wouldn't promote (laughs) legislative laws to prohibit it. That's good. But I don't want to see women punching each other in the face. I don't want to see okay, women let's fighting in the octagon and let's, stuff like that. Stop right here, right but now. But that's just him, Rev, just to end but, his quote there. It's a great stopping place. Appreciate it. I want to point this out. So before, it was a non-realistic thing. Then it becomes just women fighting in general. Stop and you there, know Steven. Why? <laughs> what is? The, it's such a sharp right from like, I don't want to see Jake Paul fighting Olivia Munn. But and you're like, shut up. I guess as a thing, because maybe he's trying to even comment on transgender sort of a things where people go, I don't feel good about men and women fighting. Oh, sure. Yeah. People have feelings about that one. This is just a blanket dumb statement of, you know, men and women shouldn't be fighting in the octagon. Have they? No, but they shouldn't. Okay. Well, how about women in general? Mm, not a fan of that either. Ugh, this is where it's getting dicey because women are fighting. Uh, or as we say, women be fighting in the UFC. Stephen A. Smith. I'm not embarrassed to say I had to look up pugilistic. I had to understand it. <laughs> And it's the skill practice or sport of fighting with fists. Boxing from Latin. Pugil. It was like, okay. Because that one, when he goes that way, I wasn't sure. But that's essentially, that includes wrestling, right? I mean, this is all, and it's just like, you've never watched a good women's Muay Thai smoker? Or what about the last jiu-jitsu combat tournament where it was awesome? Mm-hmm. And there's some also, problems here with his pugilistic <laughs> attacks. I want to really comment and say I'm proud of you of looking it up because I noticed on the first read when we were off air, it wasn't right. But I was like, you know, what? I just believe in him. He's going to figure it I out. I think I said pugliest and, the first time I read it. <laughs> and I was like, one that looks like a pug. Got it. You the pugliest. <laughs> I couldn't help but think, especially the way you described it like that. I had the same thought where I go, 
Well, I think this is getting really downright bitchy, Stephen A. Smith, if you catch my drift. However, I don't think I've ever referred to a woman as a pug. So this is getting real. Oh, no, Kevin. Just, oh, okay. And I'm in no shape to talk because I do over under Kevin name readings. And listen, it comes with the territory. Kevin, I'm going to say press on because there's so much to uncover here. But please, please continue. Yeah. What I would adamantly be against is them fighting men. I don't think that's cool. So sorry about that detour. Plus, you don't ever want to give men license (laughs) to believe that it's all right to be physical with a woman, to be quite honest with you. You don't want to do that. Okay, time out. Nope, nope, okay. So he decides to come back to the point he should have tried to drop. And then, at the very end, adds a caveat of, I'd just like to say and go on the record, and you guys can quote me on this. I know I'm going to really offend people. Domestic violence is bad. And I'm not afraid to say it. It's that. It's like, I'm just going to say it. I'm against homelessness. It's like, what? (laughs) It is a bizarre, it's a sandwich comment where it's on the outside. It's just a stupid discussion that has nothing to do with the context of the discussion. GMs don't fight each other. I think, I mean, not anymore. Maybe in the 70s, there's a baseball thing I'm not aware of, but not in my time. Like, Daryl Morey's not going out to fight anyone, uh, except the China ban on free speech ref. The mm. weirdness, mm. well, do you want me to keep going? Yes, please. This is where it starts to get back to good. This is like, but he's about to contradict. Yeah. So, And so outside of that, when you think about them in executive positions, first of all, they're smarter than men. A lot of times. Mm. Thank you. They're more compromised. They're more composed. Excuse me. I'm sorry. They're more composed than us a lot of times. They're incredibly knowledgeable about these respective sports. They've had to go through trials and tribulations. One couldn't even imagine most of the time for them to get to that point. They deserve the opportunity to showcase their skill set. Just like we have a woman in corporate America doing an incredible job leading companies, being executives, pushing business forward, et cetera, et cetera. There's no reason on earth why they can't do that. In the sports world. I support it. I'm a fan of it. And I hope to see more of it. So just goes to completely contradict himself in a pretty stunningly way. That's it. There's your whole. Thank you. Um, I would like to take this time to just really appreciate the fact that this is a dude who ended his rant on women fighting in the UFC and potentially fighting men, which still never has happened by saying, you know, again, and I'm going to go out on a ledge here. Women smart. So smart, too smart. Shouldn't be fighting. Not a fan of that, but clearly better than men. Right. A lot of times so, in most cases, a lot of the times in- <laughs> So he goes into this almost politician platitude speak, and I can't help but think, and if there are female listeners on here, and our statistics say they're not, but if they are listening here, I'm just so curious, what is going through their mind when they hear this? Because I'm pretty sure they know how to tune out Stephen A. Smith, but on the rare chance that they listen to that podcast and they go, oh, that sounds wrong. Okay. Wait, thank you. No. What? No. Stop it. 
All right. I'm not listening to the show anymore. Follow up question, Kevin. Did we ever find out what Larry Wilmore's uh, response to Stephen A. Smith's whole thing there was? No. Nope. I do not have the context to go any further. Sadly. <laughs> Good news. You can be Stephen A. Smith. And in the true fashion in honor of Stephen A. Smith, we didn't find out the context. So go fuck yourself, Stephen A. Smith. I'm tired of this bullshit. Just take a sport off. We don't want you to comment on this shit. If you are going to comment, at least get your researchers to give you that information. And if you feel like this is the thing that's just tearing you up on the inside to talk about, just find the little impulse in you that says, no, stop. And go with that one instead. Kevin, as the person responsible for the NBA, aka at this juncture, Stephen A. Smith, do you have any PR advice or just human advice that you would like to give him take it back go watch some fights between ladies and don't think of them as fragile beings but as humans that can do things too and it'll be super helpful um some of them will still be executives probably are of their own fight world and uh teams and camps but watch thug rose fight watch uh, the last combat combative worlds Open it up. Open up your worldview, man, because, you know, sports-wise, people have said that exact same thing about every other sport. I don't want to see a woman get sweaty playing basketball. I don't want to see it. It's just like I I can't say any of us are immune to having, like, previously sexist views, but the beauty of now is there's a wave of feminism and revolution going on. Educate yourself and encourage women to fight. Damn, it's free. <laughs> He is really, I, that one was shocking to me, Rap. I have to tell you, it's like people don't, it's not like someone's making you fight. You have to make a lot of hard choices to fight. It's difficult. It's lonely. It's tough. It looks stressful, truthfully. So when you kind of demean what they've chosen such a profession to do, even as you're admitting some fighters would kick men's butt, including Amanda Nunez, potentially over Conor McGregor. I'm just going to call her early. I like her. I like her favored. I like her just like I liked Poirier in that matchup. I disagree with him wholeheartedly, and I would hope in the name of debate, which he is so thoroughly a part of now, mm-hmm. he would potentially change his mind through some education research and sometimes when you talk that much, I'm hoping we hear this in the next few days, like you know, sometimes you talk so much and you didn't mean to say something, right? I'm a man of a certain age, and I went on a soliloquy about it being gross when women punch punch. And sorry, that was stupid. Why was I even talking about it? It's like, that would be great for me if he did that. I don't know that we'll get that because I don't think he looks in the rearview mirror about anything. Mm. Especially I- MMA, if I'm to believe that he did not <laughs> see the comments. <laughs> We should also discuss this. So there are three different types of responses in our comment section. The first of which was to put up, well, I know why he's jealous. And it's the famed photo of him boxing that would probably get him wrecked by 95% of the females in the UFC. Number two is, I didn't see this until just right now, um, but I think it's one of the better ones. And one of our fans says, Here's a helpful link to go ahead and comment on all of the things he's fucked up on. And it is a change.org link that says ESPN remove Stephen A. Smith. So as we know, 
laws and bylaws for all things, including ESPN, are definitely changed through change.org. However, thank you for bringing that to our attention. I'm quite giddy the fact that somebody has made that. In the time it, I will talk about this third and last thing, I will reveal how many people have signed that petition. But more on that next. Oh, bad news. It is only 119. It says, let's get the 200. I should really have more people going to it. You guys can go find it if you want to. Here's the best one. This one comes. We just re-upped him. It was a lot of money. Like we can't do that yet. The final response, and I thought, you know, as much fun as we might have with this whole thing, and as you alluded to, there have been some views in the past. But this comes from longtime friend of the show, Gabriel Bryant, who writes, "Oh look, it's Dana ten years ago." Well, <laughs> I don't know. Okay. Well, a little bit, but actually, I'm going to go back to seeing if Data ever had comments like that. I think it's got less influence, but do we have Data being like, fighting will never... I believe he predicted it would never sell, right? Well, oh no, he said, <clears throat> I'm pretty sure at one point, you'll never see women fighting in the UFC. Um and oh, then 2011. Oh, now I get it. I'm sorry. Women will never fight the UFC. Yeah, that was only 10 years ago. Okay. Wow. Touche, commenter. I was wrong. I get it now. The good news on that front, though, Kevin, is Dana White was somebody who made a change and completely chalked it up to someone else, a.k.a. himself still. But he did credit Ronda Rousey for changing his mind. And lo and behold... Here we have an entire division, uh, or two, maybe three at some point. What I would tell you, though, is, Kevin, these comments when people go, can we just ignore him? Yeah, maybe we could. And we're preaching to the choir. If you're listening to the show, we don't need to change your opinion of it. What we do need to do is push back when people are this dumb, because he is speaking to the general populace of regular folks who might hear this and go, I heard that. On that one podcast, are, are women and men really fighting each other in the UFC? False. Are they training together with men? Most definitely, because that's how gyms work. So if you start saying those sorts of things, you might make it more difficult for people to understand that that's a reality of people going to train and fight because there's not fight camps that are centered around just females. And if there are, there are far and few. So... There does have to be a little bit of crossover, but is the UFC sanctioning with a governing body, men versus women? No. So that is where we're at. And that's why whenever I hear him say something, I go, we don't need to cover this one. This one, we might need to. So that's where we're at. Happy to give him some feedback. And I'm glad that we were able to really just yell at him because it does feel better. And as he mentioned, he's okay with it. And I feel like, Kevin, I am honoring his wish because he would have wanted that. Couldn't agree more. And we'll probably be revisiting this if I had to guess. <laughs> we have not heard the end of this story. Maybe we'll do a little more research. Raph, there was a brief moment where I thought former President Trump would not be the only one getting impeached. There's some buzz that Tito might be in some trouble with his constituents. Who could have seen that coming? I have bad news. It does appear that they're going to let him off with kind of a warning. But 
you know things be bad when they're already saying, how long has this guy been here? You know what? Let's get rid of him. It's only been three months. It's it's too much. He's too stupid to work this. And there were people in the quoted article that said, we have tried to work with him in every way, shape possible. We have reached out to him. He's missed meetings. He's purposely not done things. We get it. We're trying to work with him. And you know what? They have. The issue is Tito's head is so huge that in some regard, this is bouncing off the frontal part of the head and just not even registering. I would tell you there is a kind of beauty, though, of seeing there be a rally for Tito Ortiz in which only like 25, 30 people showed up to show their support for him. Cause they're like, Hey everybody, I know you guys want to show your support for him, but do you know that these meetings are done on zoom? So it's not like you're okay. All right. Well, they, <laughs> you know, those idiots, they'd be like, we were at Zumba. Does that count? It's like, it doesn't actually, I'm being told it does. That's funny. Mm. That's thank you, Verbal Tab Legal. I didn't know that weird laws making more sense how he would have won. Uh, I will be staying tuned to that. You don't live near mm-hmm. him, do you? You can't run against him. Uh, maybe for, I could just for like the PR. Well, hey, if you're thinking about uh, if you're looking for new places to stay, just consider um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, just throwing it out there anyway. Keep you posted on Tito Watch, but he's a month, two months into his term, three months now. Mm-hmm. He couldn't tell you. And it was a fun idea, but we did warn you he might not be prepared to govern very effectively. So that's that's on you. Raph, what else mm. do we got going on? We can't oh. talk about the mayor yet or the movie Fatale because, no. you know, it's still out. I can't, I can't ruin it. <laughs> it's still there. We do have some news items. I'll kind of go down them in a little bit faster of a format than we did with Stephen A. Smith. But here is maybe one that's caught my attention in the best of fashions. Kev, did you know that the highly anticipated match between Floyd Mayweather and one of the Paul brothers has been postponed? Oh, that sucks. I don't know. I, you know my feelings about that. I never believed those sites. I didn't think Nate Robinson was going <laughs> to happen until I'm like, holy shit. They're both in that tiny ring. Look at him go. So why? What broke it up? Uh, they did say, according to TMZ, COVID and other things. Now, when I wrote a joke, I just wrote it as the exhibition has been called off uh, because of COVID. So you win this round, COVID, was my joke. And apparently somebody took that joke and put it on a news article that I had no clue. I, I had no clue that somebody did that. And I said, oh, that's pretty cool. Awesome. Not my best joke, but it'll do. I All I could think about was civilians. Good. Yes, that will that will suffice for you. For the hardcores, such as all of us here who really thought, man, that's that's the one to look out for. They are saying that it is very possible they may look at other options instead of doing this fight. So, womp, womp. But it does look like we get Askren versus the other Paul brother. Oh, yeah. I read a sweet article about his wife being called thick, whether or not that was a compliment. 
the social media back and forth and thought, I hate where we are as people. <laughs> so that was my whole emotional range as I looked at this little situation. But yes, Askren's fighting a Paul. Can I just outline exactly how I feel about this situation? Just in the sense that I want it to be something that we can clip maybe in a couple months whenever this happens. Yeah. Hit me. Okay. At the 2758 mark. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> It'll be easy for me to clip now that you say that. I just want to put it out there that when a Paul brother says, give me your best boxer so I can prove that I've got hands. He picked Ben Askren, somebody who is famously really good at wrestling. That's the best thing you can say about his boxing. Now, he does have knockouts on his record, and it's not a disrespect to say, hey, listen, he's just not the best boxer. But you're getting Ariel Hawani, one of his besties, saying, like, we need to put respect on his name. Sure, put respect on that boxing. And I get it. There are ways to troll us and get excited about it. But there is one thing that Askren did that is kind of humorous, which is he put a giant uh, face of the Paul brother on his punching bag. Now, that's a good bit. I have no problem against that. I think what we are overlooking here is that we have seen memes that say, oh, you know, if Ben Askren beats up this Paul brother, we will totally forget the fact that he got knocked out in a few seconds. And the answer is no, because Ben Askren sucks too. And I hate to say this to people who tell me, and they, they swear by this, that he is an okay person. I don't know him personally. I don't want to. And if he is nice, sure. If we see each other, great. However, you don't have to like the person. And the person that he appears to be on the internet sucks. And I think the hardest part of this situation is the unlikeliness of a double KO is very high. And that makes me sad. But two scenarios happen. One, Ben Askren easily beats up the Paul brother and then gets some respect on his name. No. I vote that one. Nothing. I oh, will feel nothing. Other. No, come you on. vote with that one. I just, I can't do it. Because to me, that should be like the bare minimum of his job. The punchline to him punching that bag with the Paul brother's face on it was that everybody looked at the form he was exuding on that and said, oh, no. Oh, yeah, we forgot how bad this is. Oh, that's going to be a long day. Which then prompts people to number two, which is the Paul brother winning, then saying, I knocked out an MMA champion who's got hands, to the which the rest of us will say, no, you have not. So those are my two scenarios. I'm just putting it out there. People are already trying to figure out if the one of them is going to win by some absurd amount. In all of these fantasy scenarios, I'm just telling you this. I hope they both lose. But because this fight is so stupid, none of them can actually win. And if we go with that mentality, I am fine with it existing as a sideshow and that everybody gets paid well. And the sad part is that's going to be the biggest paycheck that Ben Askren has ever received. You were such a, a hater. This is going to be... Let me throw a third scenario at you. Okay. Logie wins. He says, I'm the Lulk Logan. I'm now going to go to MMA. 
Okay. Bring on a Diaz or something. Let's just say he says something like that. Then we get to bring the road game show all the way to the UFC. Where I don't remember if Dana has a clip from nine years ago saying YouTube stars won't fight. He would (laughs) happily retract that one, I bet. So this has some potential fun to me. Option four, we get to watch Ben Askren smack the S out of the Paul. I don't know that that's going to happen because boxing's boring as all sin and don't ever forget it. Once they put him in a small cage, it's just two men hugging and not really punching. and It's fine. Occasionally there's an exciting moment, but boxing's in general pretty boring. So that's option four. Every, option five, rap. Everyone's like, boxing sucks. No more. As a society, we decide it's MMA from now on. Boom. The glasses no, half. I don't, great. <laughs> I don't want any part of this. And it's so gross. And even sometimes making the memes makes me throw up because it tells me where we've come. And I don't know, man. Them is an attraction. I get it. The kids are stupid. They want to give their stimulus money to really dumb things. Fine. It's just, it's sad. And yet people want to be excited about this. And maybe if it was a different fighter other than Ben Askren, I might be excited about it. But when Ben Askren's talking like, I actually, I'm, I'm pretty good with my hand. I'm good at my stand up. I'm good at this. I think, eh, you know, not really, but yeah, okay. Go get paid. Sure. Well, to the next. (sighs) This one hurts, Kevin. Yeah. Yeah, I got some stuff. Okay. Yeah. We need to dispense some advice to Dustin Poirier. Dustin Poirier famously was saying, hey, listen, I'm the uncrowned champ at the last press conference. Then he said if they're going to try and make him fight Chandler, that he's going to go back and sell hot sauce. Still, hot fire. Love it. Two weeks old, can't get enough of it. We've taken a little bit of a detour, Kevin. Yeah, societally. I think I made that. Uh, (laughs) But the detour is as follows. He was trying to make the angle, why don't Chandler and like Charles Oliveira fight each other? Man, that could be fun. Let them go fight each other. And then I'll just hang back. And I said, that's a great idea. However, in a new interview, and mind you, he said he was interested in the Conor McGregor fight and Nate Diaz fights. And Nate Diaz amped up a little bit more of this fight talk by saying, fuck a weight class, which hilarious. Thank you, Nate Diaz, for being you. However, Nate Diaz does not have the best record in the entire world, especially in that division. So we just want to make it very clear. It's okay. Coming back to this. This is the latest thing he said, and I would like you to use all of your PR acumen to help this young man. I already but don't this love is what, what I'm Dustin hearing. Said. I don't love the yeah. retreat mentality. That's not good. <laughs> you and I were talking off air about like mm-hmm. posturing. This is one of those moments mm-hmm. where it's like, this is not great posturing, dude. I'm ready to kill anyone. I want to fight in the biggest stage in the world if the price and the person are right. Done. End quote. Is that what he said? Yeah. No. Here's the quotation. Oh, it. it says, if they want Chandler in there for the title, and he's calling for the title, let him and Oliveira 
fight for the belt. I'll take a step back and just watch. Kevin, your response. I don't like that. I'll take a step back and watch. No, you will not. You're going to own this shit. This is yours, bitches. He just beat Conor McGregor. Not feeling not feeling that Dustin's got a few, lot more fights in him. This is my initial reaction. Yours? Um, mine is, I feel so bad for your manager. <laughs> and the whoever sees that, this, yeah, just goes, why would you do that? Why, dude, we've lost our positioning with Dana. Because <clears throat> there is a part of me that thought, maybe before he went to go do the post-presser, when we were in that nebulous two hours times of, oh, you know, he gets to call shots and I'd really like to see him with the title. That seems like he's earned it. Seems fun. Maybe him and Connor should have been for a title, but it's not. All right, we'll deal with that. All right, let's see him fight for that actual championship, not just an interim champion. And he said, I don't even give a fuck. And I thought, again, great. You've got some leverage here. You have the ability as the guy who just sold allegedly 1.5 million with Connor for that event. Use it. Use your clout. That's amazing. Kev, the top five fights of all time, all Conor McGregor pay-per-views. Not too much of a surprise, but still, if you're the co-captain on that one, you pull your Khabib rank and you say, I did a lot of heavy lifting too. You didn't, but run with it like you did. Now, when you hear a comment like that, all you think of is, yeah, they can fight for a title. I'm so good just hanging out over here, calling myself the uncrowned champ. I'll let you crown these people that I, I don't think are even worthy of it so that then I can come after them and fight as a contender. <laughs> Yikes. Dustin, I'm just going to lay this out here. Talk about hot sauce. If they ask you what your thoughts are and who want to fight, Pivot to, have you tried my hot sauce? If they ask you, what do you think of Michael Chandler? You clearly seem to think he's below your talent. He might be. I don't know. I'm not a high-tier talent. But if they ask you, what do you think of him as a fighter? You say, I think he's a good fighter. Cool. How do you think you'd do against him? Let's talk about my hot sauce. It's fucking powerful. Genius. If they ask you, would you like to give up your title shot that you have so rightly earned? You know, maybe I will. Thanks. Been fun. I don't like money. <sighs> because the problem is the cue ball hears this and the cue ball hears this. And all he's going to do is strong arm you into a fight that you don't want for lesser money. And I know that for sure, because we have seen it time and time again. Whenever the UFC gets the ability to pay you less, they take that shot. So don't do it. You have literally started a poker hand, looked at me in the face, showed me your cards and said, you want to keep going, man? <laughs> well, now that I know that you have a two and a seven, yeah, play some fucking Yahtzee right now. Yahtzee reference number two. I guess what I'm saying to you, Kevin, is do you have any other sort of advice for that young man? Because I want him to succeed. Come on the podcast. Our advice is usually pretty free. Please come <laughs> chat with us. We got to talk documentaries. Do another documentary. I don't know. I got a lot of advice, but none of it is, I don't know. What do you want to eat? It's like, that's not what we want to hear, Dustin. <laughs> 
Even if that's not how you feel right now. Fake it, my man. I just, I do hear it in, in, after I've Stephen A. Smith myself, I do hear the fact that I gave you the advice for free before we asked you to come on the show. So there's really not a reason to come on the show. Yeah, I hear that. However, like Stephen A. Smith, I'm going to double down and say, come for more advice because it'll be the same and we won't change, but we'll do more of it. But with you here, we should stop there and go to another topic, which I think is a sadder one, Kevin. So put on your sad face for a second. Sad face on. Okay. Do you recall that Dan Hooker was taking off his gloves? I know that Red was talking about when he came on the show, but at yeah. UFC 257, we, when he got knocked out by Chandler. Watched it. It was. It took him forever. He wouldn't touch Bruce. Yeah. So people were wondering, what did that mean? And he was saying, he's like, you know, right in that moment, I was like, I'm done. I'm finished with this shitty sport and I'm done. And then you get back to the hotel and you sit down and you think about it and you realize you're not good at anything else either. And so he gives the statement, which means I guess I'm not retired, but only by default that I really don't have any other skills. So Kevin, one response two advice to that young man, because Dustin's at least doing okay, but mentally, I think we need to reach out to Dan Hooker via the podcast that we have here, Kevin. Couldn't agree more. Plus, he would be amazing. I get it. I'm I'm emotional like that too, Raph. I wear my heart on my sleeve. Sometimes I'll quit things. I'll feel like I need to quit things, and then I'll calm down. And it's like a snow globe. It's the best way I can describe it. Thanks, therapy. So, Dan, we can definitely talk. And he seems like a weed guy. It's just my intuition. Yeah. I just knew when I read that, <laughs> it was very sad to see that comment. And especially amongst been the there, circus. Haven't you? And you're yeah. Like, Fuck this. <laughs> Fuck for Dude, I retire almost I every to. grappling session. There you go. Every day, I literally look at everybody and go, well, I'm really bad at this. Bye, everybody. But you know what? I show back up. And I don't even make money to do the grappling side of it. I love when people try to tell us, and they do. Raph, Kev, you guys should really parlay this podcast into some super fights and make some money. After I stop laughing at them, I tell them, you mean like the money you make? Also, do you think they'll pay us the same, Keenan Cornelius? Also... Are you out of your fucking mind? This sport hurts. It hurts just getting up sometimes in the mornings. So, yeah, no, I get it. It, it is a mental grind for a lot of people. We are sympathetic to that grind. But, bro, maybe this is a new challenge for your corner. You know how you have to have your your rage captain? Maybe we need, like, an emotional cooler. We haven't talked about sad. yeah the we haven't talked about the rage captain in a while. Original concept was like someone to help you hype up. I like this. Mm-hmm. Um, a, what do you call it? A chill captain. Ooh, I like that. Yeah, because if you have rage and you have chill, um, because think about it like this. Let's just use William H Macy because he's famously in a movie called The Cooler, Oscar nominated by the way. William H. Macy in that movie basically goes to people who are doing too well at a certain blackjack table, and it's just his job to drain the energy of it. 
be a little bit of a Debbie Downer. So when you're feeling really bad, you almost need that person to take the heat of emotion away from you. And that emotional cooler is there specifically to say, hey, man, I know you want to take those gloves off, but my friend Kevin Phillips has a lot of weed. Would you like some? Let's go back and give you some of that weed. That's a good cooler. A second good cooler might say, hey, man, do you ever think about like how sad it is that not everybody has access to water and food? Bro, why would you bring that up? Because I mean, all things considered you're retiring and you feel really bad about yourself, but you should really feel bad about those kids. You just lost oh. to a human bicep named Michael Chandler, you know, you didn't like crash your car <laughs> on your third DUI. Let's calm down. <laughs> it's a good idea. I accidentally turned it into a rage captain immediately, though. I'll have to work on my uh, my chill persona. <laughs> captain Chill It? You know Maybe you and I just are now going to do this as a tandem. Do you want to where... do that? <laughs> Good cop, bad cop? <laughs> You'll be the rage captain, and I'll be the cool bro. And I think the idea is when I chill them out and you're hyping them up, they just come to a mutually good decision on their own where they just go, you know, I, I'm just going to go get some coffee. Hey, that sounds like a good plan. Good job, you. And then you're yelling at them like, you're going to beast that fucking coffee. And I'm like, but not too much. If it's too hot, you know, just just take it down a notch, man. Put don't another wanna, sugar in. It's like, don't put another sugar in. <laughs> so I, I think we have we have figured out the next PR angle that we're going to take. I would tell you that is the last marker on my list of things to talk about though all right well we'll talk more about season one of the mayor when we get a chance we're how many episodes it was six eight how many do we get so we will have nine episodes of the show oh. and i think we were just on episode five which was at dodger stadium which bt dubs was filmed as the last thing we got in under coronavirus before we did reshoots or any of that sort of stuff. Pre -pre 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 -corona. So, which I got to tell you, Kevin, there's nothing quite like getting around people who are feeling like, oh, no, this coronavirus might be a real thing. And you're going to Dodger Stadium and you've got extras and you're thinking, like, what is this going to do? People don't know what's happening. This is a very strange time. It's March 13th. Things are weird. Or is it March 12th? March 12th. And when they told us, they were like, hey, Raph, have you seen Dodger Stadium? You want to go, like, walk around and just, like, hang out there? I go, first of all, that's not my job. Second of all, anybody finds out I'm just hanging around, I'm fired. Third, thank you very much. Also, let's stay away from people right now. And lo and behold, we got that win under the wire. So, so happy. And when I saw all of those extras, you could tell that you're living in 2021 because you go, God, we all didn't know. There was so much we didn't know back then. So, uh, but yes, it's a great show. I hope you guys like it. I hope that you are having a blast with it. Support it. If you can watch it on all of the digital platforms as well, that usually does help us as well. I get a lot of people asking me if it does. It does. And uh, you can watch it on Peacock or as we say here jokingly, and again, these are opinions are only my own, not those of NBC Universal and their extended properties. You can watch it on the cock. And yes, I did wait all the way here to drop that one in because YouTube might feel that is a curse word. But I want to point it out to you guys that the shortened version of Peacock is that. Say so. it into the Xfinity remote. You will get Peacock, baby. 
<laughs> That'll do it for us tonight here at Verbal Tap. I am Kevin. Thank you for listening. Good night and good night. The number you have dialed has been changed. The new number is... Please note, the new number is...